that ultimately leads to greater confidence. And, um, you know, I've, I've been in a game early in my career in the U.S. Open Cup in the quarterfinals versus an MLS team where we were in the penalty shootouts. And I missed the only shot of the whole shootout. The goalie saved it. And it was it was crushing. But, you know, I had to, without faith, I would have been, you know, would have really brought me to a low place. But to know that, you know what, it's not about me. Um, it really helped me bounce back and number of times. And it's hard to have a 15 year pro career, but because of God's grace and uh, my faith in him, um, he helped me persevere through that. So that would, that would be my encouragement. What's up guys, welcome to A Footballer's Faith. I'm John Hollinger, 25 year old footballer, but more importantly, follower of Christ. That is who I am, I'm a child of God. Happens to play football, this beautiful game as a goalkeeper, still going. And yeah, if you are a follower of Christ and wanna just grow in that, and also in your footballing, this is the podcast for you because I'm gonna be you know sharing my journey as well as interviewing other pro footballers, retired and current about their journeys, not only within football, but also their faith journeys and their what that looked like on and off the pitch throughout their careers. So this conversation, this episode in particular, was with Luke Versaloni. Now Luke had a 15-year pro career, and we talk about you know all the highs and the lows within his career, and how he had to overcome some some things throughout his career as well. And we also talk about his faith journey as well. So as you can tell, he is you know he's very strong in his faith as well. So it was cool to have a great conversation with Luke. I hope you guys enjoy this episode of A Footballer's Faith with Luke Barcelona. And today, my guest, I have Luke Barcelona on. How you doing, Luke? Doing good, John. Thanks for having me, man. Blessed day. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah, it's... I'm, you know, just wanted to say thank you, you know, for taking the time and, you know, coming on the podcast and everything. So, yeah, I think it'd be great. And, um, yeah, just wanted to, uh, you know, hear about, you know, your story within football as well as in, in faith in Christ as well, because that's what we, you know, talk about here at A Footballer's Faith and, you know, pretty much, you know, how both of those, we can, you know, excel at both of those, but definitely, you know, a lot in our um, first of all, in our faith too. So, um, yeah, why don't you start off by like, you know, introducing yourself and, uh, you know, touching base on like, when did you start playing soccer? And uh, yeah, the floor is yours. Man, it's an open question. All right. <laughs> it's a pleasure to be here. And I love how you said there's no contradiction between faith and football. You know, you can be a great athlete and you can be a great Christian at the same time. And it's, totally fine you know god wants us to use our gifts for his glory and to be able to compete and work hard and challenge each other and to fight the good fight and persevere and run the race to win and to be intense and be aggressive and 
that that is in line with our Christian worldview and morals and values. So absolutely. Um, so a little bit about me. I, uh, I grew up in Massachusetts, but um, let's just go right to right now. I am blessed to be a father of five beautiful kiddos. Actually built a soccer field in my backyard recently for them this summer. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, 10 years old is my oldest. He's a boy. And then six or seven months now is my youngest. And then three girls sandwiched in between there. Um, and <clears throat> five kiddos, uh, my pride and joy. Um, so happily married with my beautiful wife, Andrea, who was a, a missionary, an on-campus Christian missionary for two years. That's how I met her through the same ministry that helped me in my faith journey. Um, we we were in different parts of the country, but we met through that ministry uh, indirectly and through mutual friends. And um, that really helped me in my faith journey. Um, but I was raised Christian, uh, 10 brothers and sisters, so relatively large family. Yeah, relatively, <laughs> um, huh? Italy, right? <laughs> uh, second oldest there, so always having to be kind of a leader, an older sibling, and always plenty of kids to play with. Actually, the first six of us were boys. And so we would play soccer in our backyard a lot. And those were some of my most competitive games. And that really helped inspire or ignite the, the flame, the passion of soccer for me and helped me get better and helped me to excel from there. And I got drafted or recruited into at the, uh, Seton Hall University where I had a four-year college career. Went very well, played PDL in the summers, which I think is USL like League Three now. Um, and yeah, we won two national championships, which was pretty cool. So that was a great environment with great players and a lot of MLS guys and big names that you might recognize. But then I got drafted into the MLS, praise be to God. I certainly uh, can't take any credit for that other than being faithful and, and putting in the efforts and using the gifts God has given me. And went two years in the MLS, made the MLS finals, and then uh, finished up with a 13-year career in the United Soccer League um, and finishing strong there, um, just ending my last career with injuries and, and a calling from God to be devoted to, to ministry full time, which is what I'm doing now. And um, I mean, just a blessed 13 year USL career and 15 year pro soccer career. Praise be to God. Wow, that's, uh, that's nice. Uh, um, what, so what was it like? Uh, you mentioned, you know, PDL and like playing like with, with other guys who also ended up, you know, in the league and things like that. So like when when was there a time like or what when was the time for you that you decided you wanted to play pro? I think about the time when I was four years old. Um, <laughs> I, I grew up yeah. in Massachusetts. So, yeah. you know, we had a lot of pros. Pro sports was big, you know, yeah. <clears throat> Red Sox, Patriots, yeah. Celtics, Bruins. Um, and at that time, the that MLS was starting, you know, when I was like 10, 12 years old, you know. So mm -hmm. ever since I was super young, I was like, okay, well, I'm too short for basketball. I'm not athletic. Uh, not strong enough for football and baseball's boring so uh, let's go with soccer <laughs> so ever since I was young and, and playing with my siblings and coached by my dad I, I wanted to be a pro man I wanted to be the best mm -hmm. I, I was good especially compared to my neighborhood teams but then um, just following the, the pro sports and then when the league came out you know we would go to New England Revolution games and uh, follow that a little bit and I was like wow there's a league I can play on and then 
I, that was the team I got drafted by into the MLS. So it was really amazing when I saw my jersey in the locker room with the New England Revolution. It was pretty nostalgic and uh, powerful and just humbling to be like, wow, you know, this was what I prayed about for a long time. This was what I've always wanted. And, and here we are. Praise be to God. Yeah, definitely. Um, so how was it, you know, your transition into college uh, for college soccer, as well as in like your faith, because, you know, it's the first time, you know, you're living away from home and uh, you're going into new environments and things like that, you know, and, and most times when players do go away, uh, you know, they might be in environments where a lot of people aren't um, in Christ as well. So like, how, how did you uh, manage all of that? Yeah, great question. And honestly, I didn't do great with it. Um, going to college without um, having those deep roots, that strong foundation that in hindsight, I wish I had, you know, I, I mentioned <clears throat> how I was raised in the faith, praise be to God, you know, great Christian parents and uh, my siblings, we all went to church every Sunday, we'd pray before every meal, we'd say our prayers at night, you know, so we had the traditions and I had embraced a lot of my parents' um, practice of the faith, but I didn't have the deeper roots of the faith where as I didn't put it on the jersey for myself and I didn't have the full identity in Christ of my own, that deeper personal relationship, it was more like how St. Paul talks about, you know, when I was a child, I ate as a child, I thought of it as a child, I acted as a child, but when I became an adult, you know, I acted, I behaved, I thought as an adult, and I was drinking more of the milk and less of the meat, eating less of the meat. And um, so my, my faith was rocked in a way, more in the fact that I was living a contradiction and not um, at peace. You know, when you go off to college, you feel like you have all this freedom. But in actuality, you know, freedom is the strength of character to choose what is right, true, noble, and good. And I had thought, like the world thinks, that freedom is the ability to do whatever you want, whenever you want, um, and actually, actually, without responsibility and without um, virtue, it's really hard to be free because then you end up being a slave to the perception or to um, peer pressure or to addiction or to different drugs or different vices and different sins. And that's where I found myself my first couple years in college, definitely my first two years where I would go to church every Sunday still. Um, but I didn't have peace there because I was out partying Saturday night and I knew I wanted to follow and pursue God, but I wasn't doing that um, until later in college. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. It's, it's pretty similar with me as in like in college, because it's like, for me, it was like my first time away from home as well. And I'm like, definitely like the party scene, you know, like, and especially with like, you know, my teammates too, because like, I want to, you know, have good relationships with my teammates and like mm -hmm. majority of them are out partying and, you know, peer pressure, things like that. And, you know, um, so like, what, a, I guess, like, what advice would you give to someone like, like if you could do it over again, you know, or like, you know, for someone who might be going into, you know, play college soccer or going into a new environment like that? What helped me the most and the advice I would give is surround yourself by strong, other strong Christians, because we're so impacted by our environment, whether we admit it or not. I mean, look at the culture today and, and how crazy it's making some people think, you know, and mm -hmm. 
it's because of peer pressures, because of groupthink, it's because of conditioning. When you have these loud voices in your face over and over again, you actually believe, you begin to believe that they might be true, which if we can step out of that and look in and be like, well, that, that doesn't make any sense. So how could that be true, right? Well, in a general sense, but in a specific way, choose to surround yourself with other strong Christian witnesses because that, that's powerful. So for me, um, my junior year, I was, I was pursuing God more fully. And then at the start of my senior year, praise be to God, he provided a great campus ministry. And I befriended one of the missionaries in, in our friendship and his mentorship really helped me to not only desire to live the faith, which I was, mm-hmm. but to actually live it and practice it because I was able to see someone else who I looked up to live the faith and say no to the world. Um, because even in a soccer environment, you know, uh, we want to fit in. We want to get along with our peers. And, um, but have your identity first and foremost in Christ and seek to please him. I know that it says um, fear the Lord because those who fear God end up fearing nothing else. But those who don't fear God end up being afraid of everything else. You know, we look yeah. at these times. And, and also, you know, we, what that means to me is that who cares what the comments on my Facebook page are or my social media or the number of likes or the followers or even the accolades or recognition or opinions of um, my teammates or friends or, and whatnot? Who cares in comparison to what God thinks? You know, fearing God, having his understanding of you first and foremost, that's so important, having your identity rooted in him. And I wish I could have done that better. Um, and until I had that, friendship with someone that I looked up to um, it was very hard for me to live out the desires of my heart and to practice that faith Mm -hmm. definitely definitely yeah and like you know kind of similar for me too as in like like the first time I saw like pro soccer players uh, talking more about their faith was when I was uh, it was actually like right at right after my senior my senior year but before my grad season and like I thought that was so cool like I I didn't know that like soccer players were strong in their faith like I thought it was you know still like because I was playing college soccer in the northeast in in Buffalo at Mm -hmm. first and it wasn't like you know talked about as much Mm -hmm. and when I saw you know some pro soccer players talking about it I was, you know, very encouraged, you know, because, you know, you know, when it's someone that you look up to as well, and then on top of it, you know, uh, a belief that, you know, for me that I had inside me, but I also, you know, had these pretty similar, like the conflictions as well. But like, um, so, so yeah, so like, moving along, like, after, after you got drafted, um, or not after, what what was it like getting drafted? Like that whole moment when you got drafted, you know, by your 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 childhood uh, club, you know, your dream, uh, the New England Revolution. What was that whole process like? Man, it was just a high, like the whole MLS. Um, what is it called? Pool something pool where they the, the combine the combine yeah mm-hmm. getting you know, finishing my college season, having another great season and then getting invited, all these accolades and uh, going to the combine and performing well and having some teams reaching out to my agent and 
I just knew I was going to be drafted. I mean, back when I was, so I was drafted in um, 2004. Wow. it's <laughs> a long time ago. There was 10 teams in the league, 11 teams in the league, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, there was 50 draft picks, <laughs> you know, so to get drafted back then, I thought, I mean, it, compared to now, it, I mean, it's, everything's different, mm-hmm. but there's there's a lot more draft picks nowadays but and out of seton know. hall you don't there's not many players coming out of seton hall oh certainly not now it. when i was there we were decent if you know mm-hmm. sasha question um uh-huh. yeah. hernandez and we we made some ncaa um tournament runs and some big east tournament runs back in the day we were decent lately they've been terrible uh-huh. <laughs> um yeah. so no, it was it was just a big high, you know, going having a great season, going to the combine, you know, seeing my dreams materialize, and then, like I said, walking into I mean, going through a heck of a preseason, um, and then walking into a locker room and seeing my my name and my jersey, and, and you know, I knew I had signed a contract, but when you see it, it's just like wow, it's humbling, and then mm-hmm. you get over it a couple of weeks later, and then you like sitting on the bench sucks darn it what the heck's going on here (laughs) so you know highs and lows of that first year for sure wow so also like your faith in christ like what did that look like you know entering you know you're now entering a new environment again you know the professional game as well so like there's veterans around you know people of all like different like backgrounds Mm -hmm. right like so what was that like yeah it's challenging because you know the faith is never going to be the majority in that environment. It's not going to be predominant. Um, but there, there are always some lights and some salt in there for sure. But uh, that's okay. You know, throughout Christianity, the faith, you know, we're not of this world. We're in it and, and it's never really been the majority. And it's, you know, it's not necessarily supposed to be. We're supposed to swim upstream against the current and, and, um, and witness there. So, yeah, it was certainly challenging in that regard, but my faith was stronger at that point, praise be to God. And, and I was very convicted and practicing my faith. I remember one, one trip uh, early in the season with the team um, is for rookie hazing. They said, you know, you got to go into that store at the airport, the magazine store, and, and get a pornographic magazine um, just because it's embarrassing or whatever it is to try to haze me. And, and I just said, no, I'm not going to do that. And they're like, it's not for you. We know you're a Christian. We know. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do it. So I just like, I stood my ground amidst these, you know, U.S. national team senior pros. And I think they ultimately respected me for it. But um, I, I set that standard pretty early on that, like, listen, my faith comes first. So it was challenging at times, but it also demanded respect too, because um, I knew what I believed and I knew my identity in Christ came first at that point. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. I like that as well. Like, you know, to not compromise, you know, you're like, there's things that I like, like as a soccer player, like, like maybe in college, like before I, I got to that point where I was standing more for my faith, you know, like I might've compromised a little bit here and there as well, you know, but like, the thing is, is like when you really, you know, stand firm in your beliefs, it shows that, you know, you become stronger, I think, you know, like you said, like they, they, they saw that they probably, they respected that and things like that. So, so yeah. So what would you say has been your best moment in your soccer career? Um, so I've had a few, I remember, geez, um, 2009, I think, or 2010, 
what year did we win the USL? <laughs> um, in 2005, we made the MLS finals, which was fun, but we lost. So it wasn't a high per se. But in 2010, let's say that with the Richmond Kickers, uh, we made we won the, and it might have been 2009. Yeah, it's 2009. We won the USL championship at Richmond. So home game. I was married and my wife was pregnant. We were just um, celebrating that victory with her big old pregnant belly, and we had the the um, you know the, the medals around our neck and just. Uh, we have a cute picture. So when I look at that, we just reminisce about, you know, that was such a highlight. I know, um, so the switchbacks, I mean, I mean, the kickers, we had a season where we, we set records for the, it still exists for number of, it was 22 undefeated games in a row, unbeaten, unbeaten streak. So longest in history, we won the league regular season that year. That was extremely um, big high, one of my best seasons. And I mean, Orlando City was on the verge of going MLS. They had MLS players under contract, and we won the league that year. So that was really remarkable. And then when I came to the Switchbacks 2015, um, I set all sorts of records and was up for MVP, and that was my best season as a pro. So that was amazing. But I, I want to say um, one of my highs was my last season in 2018. My family came in town from the East Coast to watch me play and we won um, three to one or three to nothing and I scored two goals and was man of the match and MVP and, and everything of that game at a home game and and that was like such a big blessing from God because and that was like midway through the season I was leading my team in goals and I was having a phenomenal season this was 2018 and I was still feeling called to ministry and I'm like well you know if I keep crushing it on the pitch <laughs> you know I'm not going anywhere God and, but then you know that game I did so well and then it went all downhill from there <laughs> oh, yeah. so, so you know I got injuries I got a red card in one of the games after you know and it had a falling out with the coach and um I was like okay well and then so leading later in that year 2018 my last game um I had started the two previous games I didn't start this game my wife and kids came out because we had known it was going to be my last game as a pro. It was in Seattle. It was a Friday. And I played like the last five minutes, you know, coach put me in. But it, it was really powerful because my our captain, Josh Suggs at the time, you know, when I got put in finally, um, he came over and put the captain's armband on me. And um, we tied the game. But you know, the whistle blew and I just knew that was it. And my family was there and it was powerful and just, you know, I had the, the finished with the captain's band and, and tons of respect from the guys on my team. And just knowing that, you know, I've, I've fought the good fight. So a lot of highs throughout my career. I know I, I talked a lot on that answer there, but um, certainly and it's not like I scored a goal in the world cup or anything. It'd be like that right there was my best, yeah. but there certainly a number of, of highs there throughout my career. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I think that's good to like, um, to really appreciate like a lot of good moments in your career because then like, you know, you appreciate it more as well. So yeah, definitely. Um, Amen. Also like, so yeah, in uh, New England as well, like I know you, you played with Wells over there, Wells Thompson and like, was there any, you know, did that help also like, you know, having someone else like, you know, strong in their faith as well in the locker room? Helps a lot. Yeah. And we overlapped. We mm -hmm. didn't 
play a full season together, but we overlap with New England and with um, Colorado Rapids and like preseason together there. And then also um, we played against each other a lot in USL was when he was with Charlotte and I was with uh, Richmond. Yeah. So yeah, he's an outspoken Christian and that just encourages us because I'm, I'm a, I'm a passionate Christian who isn't always super outspoken. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it encouraged me to be more outspoken. So it helps a lot. I mean, iron sharpens iron. And so mm-hmm. you never know who you can impact. Like mm-hmm. you might have a, a teammate. It might be a younger or older teammate and they see you, you know, say a prayer before the game or they see you, you know, post something on your social media. You never know what type of encouragement you're, you're doing with that. So my, my encouragement is to be bold and to not be ashamed of the gospel. Mm-hmm. So what was those games like when you were playing against Wells, like on the pitch? Like, Dude, um... have you ever seen <laughs> He's like the most intense guy you yeah. play against. And so... it's like every, everyone, everyone that I've ever played against him asks the same question. How is this guy a Christian? <laughs> he's so... like getting in fights with people and cursing them out. <laughs> yeah. But no, he is intense and no, it's it's good because like I said at the beginning, there's no contradiction there. Uh-huh. Definitely. All right. So he he wasn't helping you up off the ground. <laughs> no, like spitting at me when I'm on the ground. <laughs> but then after the game, lots of hugs and lots of prayers together. Yeah. You know, he's a yeah. great great dude. But um, yeah, ask him about that. It's funny stuff. It's all good. That's cool. That's cool. Super um, cool. yeah. So like so what was what would you say has been like the lowest part of your career or like the toughest moment as well um my last season with the injuries and then when i got healthy the coach still put me on the bench as like a a 34 year old veteran experience like knowing that i i had it but you know coach coaching subjective and in some players favor older players so that was really tough it's just super humbling it's like I just felt mm-hmm. like I was wasting time. I felt like, you know, it's a humility is great to grow in. So I, I was like, you know, this sucks, but it's a good opportunity to grow in humility. But then it's like, but I get, you know, a wife and family that I could be spending time with and what the heck's going on here. So that was discouraging. So that's just like that second half of my last season there just kind of ripped the passion out of, out of it a little bit for me. So that, which I think it was providential because it allowed me to step away. So many pros, it's so hard to step away. You know, I know Wells had that, that serious injury that he had to. Um, but for me, at the end of my season, I had recovered from my, my hamstring pull and um, I could have pursued the sport. You know, I could have played for a different team. I, I had opportunities and options, but, you know, it was the right time. And God made that clear to me and my family. But that was also discouraging <laughs> you know just sitting on the bench and um it, i think injuries i think losing i think sitting on the bench those are the three hardest things as an athlete and uh i've certainly had my fair share of those and but it helps give you perspective for the other challenges in your life you know so i i'm grateful for those as well but that was probably my lowest low i've had some others um my 2016 season just coming off such a high in 2015 with like 15 goals and 10 assists and then just having a hard time to get back into that and struggling with confidence and and i eventually did overcome that but there were times where i was just you know confidence was just so low you know 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, do you think, like, like um, when you're on a team as well, like, like now, now that you said that as well, like, it's good to like also like when you see other players in that similar situation, like, like to what extent would you like kind of like help them out? You know, like, cause like, we don't really know, you know, fully like what they're going through, but like at the same time, like we know like they're going through tough situations as well, like how to be like a good teammate or a good captain or, you know, uh, a good brother in Christ, you know, or yeah, just, just a good teammate for, for people going through experiences like that too. Yeah, absolutely. And so what I would suggest would to um, encourage them to find their identity in Christ and, and have that first and foremost in the core of who they are. Whereas it's so easy to find our identity in us as an athlete or in the sport mm-hmm. or in, you know, what, what type of accolades or team mm-hmm. or recognition or friendships we have, but to find, have your identity rooted in Christ because whether you do extremely well or whether you do poorly, you know, that doesn't change and that doesn't shift. And that helps so much with that confidence and with that peace. And, you know, when you have peace and you have confidence and you don't have a conflict of the soul or a contradiction within your heart, then you're going to play better too, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't need to worry about the results or worry about um, what type of perception or recognition you get because it's it's not up to you. It's up to God. So that identity in Christ would be my number one um, advice. And I certainly struggle with that at times in my career. It's, it's a really easy thing to struggle with as an athlete. And then if your teammate is struggling with confidence or, or, or challenges like that, just to be there for them and to love them and to pray for them and to even pray together. I know our team with the switchbacks, we would have, we had a chaplain, we would pray before games together. We had a Bible study once a week. So um, if you are a practicing Christian on a pro team, reach out to a local chaplain, um, see if you guys can do something like that. Cause that was really impactful for our team. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So like right now as well, so now that you're, you're done playing soccer, um, how is it like, you know, as a husband, as a father, everything that's going on as well. And then also with your, uh, with your ministry that you're, you're doing. How, how is it? Uh, yeah. So, so, you know, what, what are you doing with your ministry and, uh, yeah. Okay. So what am I up to now? So, mm-hmm. I am like, once I retired, I had to take like a clean break from soccer just because, you know, it's such a part of me. It's like if I'd relate it to a serious relationship, you know, with mm-hmm. if say you're like engaged and you're dating this girl for 15 years, let's say, <laughs> and then you have to break it off, you know, you don't want to be texting or, or making calls sometimes and, and whatnot, hanging out. So I, I took a clean break from soccer, you know, because it's such a big part of me. So that was helpful um, to have that peace and not, and, and even when I think about it sometimes, sometimes I still miss it, you know, I'm not going to lie. Um, so whenever I watch it and, and inside my head, like I've given so much of my commitment and, and determination and motivation towards it i'm like oh i could totally still do it i'd still be the you know i still got it for sure you know but obviously that's just in my head and who knows i mean if you were to ask me i would be like yeah it, i could totally step on the pitch right now <laughs> but uh in reality 
you can't play forever, you know. Um, so life's been great since ending. I've been clean break from soccer. I coach my kids, I, two of my kids who are older um, that, that are able to play, I'm coaching them, uh, practice, play with them in the backyard. They, we do soccer, two of my girls do gymnastics. Um, and I do this ministry called Save the Storks, which is just an amazing ministry. I was volunteering with them um, during my pro career. And then God was calling me to do ministry and pursue that full time. And that's my, I had, like I said, I had that last game on a Friday. I started full time with Save the Storks, this ministry um, on a Monday. So I went right from soccer into this next chapter. And it's about been almost two years. It'll be two years in October. Um, we are a pro-life ministry. We're empowering moms to choose life for the them and their children. And I say them because, um, you know, choose life in Christ, you know, and, and it, it, it makes a huge difference. And then um, we're giving them resources. We're giving them love and, and counseling and support and prayers and helping them to choose life because so many moms who end up um, ending the life of their child they feel like they have no other option and no other choice and they're pressured. We talked about peer pressure. Um, the culture tells them that they can't do it. The culture tells moms in tough situations that, hey, you have to choose between success for yourself or this pathetic, desperate life of being a mom. But that's not real empowerment. You know, empowering a mom in a tough situation is to walk alongside her and say, you know what, we love you. Um, we care for you. We want what's best for you. And we're here to help. And that's what we do at Save the Storks. And it's an awesome ministry. I think it's the greatest moral and civil um, injustice at this time is, um, you know, terminating um, the unborn and, and killing babies. So I'm super passionate about it. And as a man, I, I can't stay silent amidst this tragedy. And so that's why I'm dedicating my, my time and my efforts towards that right now. And it's, it's been really good. I've been very blessed by this ministry. And as much as I give and serve in it, I'm blessed, you know, tenfold yeah. in return. So it's been awesome. Yeah. Wow. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause they you know, you're helping people save lives really. So um, Literally. Yeah. Uh, another question that I, I forgot to ask was um, about like the, like the ego as well as kind of like confidence you know like like how do you how would you like balance that you know um you know as as a soccer player but like in a competitive environment because you know it could get pretty competitive and like you know heated or emotional sometimes you know when things that are not expected you know arise and like how do you like you keep your emotions in check as well uh, and, and not let you like your ego, like take over too much. Mm. It's a super tough balance. You're right. That's a great question. And you can talk to Wells about this too. Cause you know, he, he would be the one apologizing to his teammates, you know, more yeah. often than other teammates, because, you know, we're super passionate and we want it. And sometimes that can overflow. And just cause we're Christian doesn't mean we're perfect. You know, we make mistakes. I make, plenty of mistakes and, and judge and criticize and gossip and um and i and i have to repent because i'm a sinner and i need a savior uh, just like everyone else and so we we try we try our best we get back up you know we pick up our cross daily and we follow after him and we do it very imperfectly so um i think self-talk 
is important. I think, um, you know, being confident in, in, I've mentioned it before, but I just want to reiterate, if there's one takeaway um, that your listeners get, John, it's just that identity in Christ as an athlete, having that identity. When you're conflicted, when you have multiple people you're trying to please in different directions and you have that interior, um, you know, contradiction, uh, if you don't have peace within yourself or within your soul, if you don't have that strong foundation of who you are and who you are meant to be and why you're doing what you're doing, which all comes through Jesus Christ. And when you have that, I mean, you can withstand all sorts of storms and it's amazing. So, and you should have that confidence and you need to remind yourself that and tell yourself, you know, my strength comes from the Lord and, you know, win, lose or draw this is why I play. This is who I am. And that ultimately leads to greater confidence. And, um, you know, I've, I've been in a game early in my career in the U S open cup in the quarterfinals versus an MLS team where we were in the penalty shootouts and I missed the only shot of the whole shootout. The goalie saved it. And it was, it was crushing, but, you know, I had to, without faith, I would have been, you know, would have really brought me to a low place. But to know that, you know what, it's not about me. Um, mm-hmm. It really helped me bounce back. And number of time, and that, it's hard to have a 15 year pro career, but because of God's grace and uh, my faith in him, um, he helped me persevere through that. So that would, that would be my encouragement um, is to have that identity rooted in Jesus Christ. all right well you know i wanted just to say you know thank you for you know taking the time luke i really appreciate it and you know there's any any way you know listeners can support you as well is there uh you know maybe your website or a way you know they can contact you and learn more about you or what what you're doing absolutely if they'd like any contact info uh save the storks Sounds like an environmental cause, but (laughs) my email is luke at savethestorks.com. And just an awesome ministry, um, serving God by serving women in tough situations. So um, reach out to me and and pray about being a part of our our life-saving ministry. And uh, just be a light, you know, be a city on a hill, a light to the world in this dark time. Be the salt, you know, and don't. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Be bold. Live your faith. Um, yeah, it's been my pleasure, John. Thanks for having me. And you too, man. Keep up what you're doing. You know, who knows what God has in store for you other than greatness, but um, be faithful each day. And this is an awesome platform and, and spread it far and wide if you can. Definitely. Well, thank you very much. You got it, John. God bless right. you, man. Thank you. Take care. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to another episode of A Footballer's Faith. And what an episode. Great episode here with uh, Luke Versaloni. And if you took away any value from this podcast, please share it with a friend. Um, you know, this is how, you know, you can help spread the word. You know, maybe they're a Christian soccer player or a soccer player who's, you know, trying to uh, figure out their faith more, right? This is a great, great platform, great podcast to, to shoot them. You know, maybe you can send a screenshot of this or just send, send the link over to them. Uh, that way, you know, they can listen to it. And 
Also, if you could head over to iTunes and leave a review, okay? Because, you know, the more reviews we get over on iTunes, the higher we move up in the podcasting ranks so that more people can find it, Um, you know, and, and leave a rating as well. You could leave a rating, a review, and subscribe so that you don't miss another episode and get notified right when it comes out. And yeah, that's that's all we got today. Um, you can head over also to my website, footballersfaith.com. Subscribe to the email list over there on my website and you'll be notified whenever uh, there's more free content coming out to help you grow in your relationship with Christ as a footballer, all right, and use these gifts for God. All right, guys, take care. God bless.